3: This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on
4: v Okay, happy holidays. Merry Christmas as we welcome you in here on the Lombardi Line. I'm Patrick Maher. He's Michael Lombardi. If you add a bomb cyclone to Christmas Eve and 11 football games, travel issues, it's cold outside, stick inside, grab your coffee, and let's bet on some football games, right, Michael Lombardi? Good morning. Merry Christmas. I, I, I
1: mean, look, there's the NFL just has the perfect timing of everything. You know, there's no but there's no way to go outside. I mean, just to get to this office this morning, it was like, oh, my God, Frankie Carbone, where are you? It's so cold in this icebox. And so, like, we're just going to sit around a fire, drink, eat, and watch football. I mean, what's be, what a better planned day than that? Even down in South, Florida, it's cold. I mean, I think it's in the 30s in Florida. So where are you going to go? There's nowhere to go. Hopefully the wood's dry, the fireplace is going, and just enjoy it, right? And we've got a lot of games to talk about, a lot of games to bet on. There's going to be a Hallmark
4: movie made with – Roger Goodell and Meredith baxter Bernie. one point. Because think about, what the, think about what the NFL has done here. They're completely taking over Christmas weekend. Okay, Christmas Eve on a Saturday, we got you. 11 games. Christmas on a Sunday, we got you. Three games. It's awesome. I look forward to it. How are you feeling? Let us know what's happening there in Jersey, because I'm going to get to the weather forecast. Of course, uh, a historic cold front going across the country. What's it like there in Jersey?
1: It's windy and cold. It's 12 degrees when I drove in here this morning. You know, and wow. yesterday when I came to work at 12, you know, yesterday I was in the office here, 11 my time Eastern, and it was 49 degrees. Today at, at eight 8.15 when I drove in here, it was 12. So And the wind is howling. And, and one thing about this beach, when you live in a beach town, the wind's always blowing. You know, there's because of the, the wonderful ocean, you're going to get a lot of breezes. And these breezes are very, very cold, lifting that seawater, you know, that 40-degree water off the ocean and blowing it in your face. So it, it'll be a challenge for teams today. It really will be. and And I'm sure the NFL, unlike, you know, back in the day when nobody had, you know, nobody had any way to protect themselves i mean the great story that i write about in the book the gil brant the director of uh player personnel for the cowboys when he wakes up at the morning of the ice ball his the hotel operator says good morning mr brant welcome to green bay wisconsin the high today will be 13 degrees and so he runs down to the bus to the bus driver and says hey can you take me over to the army navy store a lot of people are too young to remember Army and Navy stores, but they were all over cities, and they had a bunch of, uh, of merchandise that you could wear in cold weather. So the bus driver said, ain't nothing open on, in Green Bay in, in and <laughs> Wisconsin on a Packer day. No chance. So Gil looks down at his feet and says, what size shoe you wear? And he says, I wear a 10. He says, so do I. I'll give you 20 bucks for those boots. So the guy made an exchange. I mean, that's, that, that's how primitive the, the sidelines were back in 67 to where we are today.
4: Well, we know it's going to be bitterly cold, so stay inside with us here on v Stay safe today. Of course, travel is very dangerous right now. It's volatile weather, but, Michael, also a volatile betting market. Weather plus, what, six backup quarterbacks starting across the two days today, which we'll get to in a little bit. You mentioned the weather, so we should start with the worst weather games. You just talked about a bit of lake effect. How about the lake effect in Cleveland? You, Millie, and the crew lived in Cleveland for a long time. You know what it's like there with the wind blowing off Lake Erie. The Saints are at the Browns today. It's going to feel like it's minus 20, and there's going to be wind gusts up to 50 miles an hour, consistent winds, 24 to 28 miles per hour here, Michael.
1: Well, I mean, the game is going to kick off at, at, at 1 o'clock. It'll be 10 degrees, and by 4 o'clock, it's going to go up to 12. So, you know, and the wind is going to stay consistent around 25 miles an hour. And and so that, you know, and I've been reading a lot. I said this earlier in the week. It seems like a Taysom Hill game because, you know, this is going to be a Mm -hmm. single win game. I mean, I think both quarterbacks, if you want to play a prop, I would bet both quarterbacks carry the ball more than whatever the prop numbers are for their quarterback carries, whether it's Taysom Hill or Deshaun Watson. It's going to be hard to move the football. It's going to be hard to kick the ball. It's going to be hard to punt the ball. I mean, field position matters, but it doesn't matter because, you know, can you really kick a 35-yard field goal in that swirling wind in Cleveland? in that stadium going to be very challenging. Points are going to be at a high, high level premium. That's why we've seen this under dip to a record level in terms of the NFL at 32. Some shops are up to 32 and a half. But for the most part it stayed at 32. And you know, and and so that what does that mean when you say 32? It's like when they have the play clock in football. Nobody translates to how many plays are left. When you have a 32 game, right, you're you're looking at a what a a 17 17 13 that that's 30 right so you know you're looking at a you know you're looking at some game like that two scores below somebody's got to be 17 and then below so it's going to be a challenge 17 We've 16 seen... gets the over there do you yeah, think and Michael, both you mentioned... teams can score that many points
4: no, I mean, we've seen New Orleans cash four straight to the under. You mentioned the total of 32. That's the lowest total, Michael, in the NFL since 2008. We've got five games across the board today in the 30s. And good job, Britain and the crew back at Circa with the graphics. We'll show you. We'll keep you updated because that really, and maybe you can speak on this a little bit more What is it? We've talked about the wind really plays into this. We're talking about wind that blows ten miles an hour or more this year. Unders are cashing at a sixty-four percent rate. You look
1: today, we're gonna have gusts up to fifty mile an hour in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean it's look and and so you know what happens is there's cause and effect of it. So Cleveland, which loves to go for it on fourth down anyway is going to go for it on fourth down. So as a play caller and as a head coach, you're walking into this game knowing that fourth down's in play everywhere on the field, you know, like because there's no guarantee to make a field goal. There's no guarantee you're going to get three points, even with the great Justin Tucker, you know, in Baltimore today. You know, is he going to be able to make field goals when, you know, the weather is, you know, 13 degrees and the winds are 15 mile an hour? I mean, that's going to be a challenge. So, I think you're going to see teams conservatively. I think you're going to see a lot of possessions that don't result in punts. The teams are going to kind of weigh it around, and, and they have to be careful. It's hard to hold on to a, a cold football like that. It, it really requires extra you know strength to get that ball in. The balls are going to be frozen solid.
4: So that number, and we'll get the Lombardi line on it as well. We're starting with the worst weather games, just to kind of get you started here on a Christmas Eve on the Lombardi line. It's three right now with Cleveland laying it. New Orleans is one in five ATS on the road this year. I expect to see a heavy dose, as you mentioned, of Taysom Hill. This game is going to be kept on the ground. You know what Cleveland wants to do. Their run first. Again, 32 on the total, three on the number. What's the Lombardi line here?
1: I had this at 3.78, Patrick, favoring the Browns. Now, the Browns are getting hit hard. You know, they're getting hit really hard on my board. 67% of the tickets, 92% of them. Uh, I mean, a lot of the money is coming in, yet the, the line is moving towards the Saints, which is interesting, right? So, you know, no, excuse me. I'm sorry. The Saints are getting hit really heavy here, really heavy. I'm sorry. I was looking at the over-under total. The okay. Saints are getting hammered. I mean, they only have 39% of the tickets but they're getting 82% of the money. So, you know, that's why I think we, this line opened up. I think the initial reaction was going to be pick them, and then it went up. So, you know, now I, at the circuit contest, it closed at 25
4: so in one note on this, it does look like, I don't know if it's ill-fated, but it looks like Stefanski got a vote of confidence. There were some questions as, as to whether or not, and you know the ownership group there, so you can speak on this a little bit, but Stefanski struggled this year, of course, with the quarterback situation. Looks like he's going to get another year there in Cleveland.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, look, I, I, I think he, you know, like everybody wants you to fire the coach, right? Fire Bill Belichick, fire, you know, Stefanski, he should, you know, but they never fill in who they going to get to replace. Who's a better coach? I think Stefanski has to learn to become a better coach. There's no denying that. But wouldn't you be better off coaching Stefanski to become a better coach than you would be trying to get another young coach in there and try to develop him and go through the phases of him? I think it's probably the right play. You know, I think he's a really good – he's a good game planner in the first quarter. What he's got to do is develop – as a play caller in the second, third, and adjuster in the fourth quarter because his offense tends to become stagnant. I will say this. I'm sure you
4: saw the report. There are a couple of reports from Schefter today. One on Jalen Hurts. Uh, you also have information on that. But two, yeah. you see Sean Payton looks like he's itching. If, I'll answer your question on Stefanski. If you can get Payton, looks like Payton's itching to get back in the NFL next year. He's putting together a staff. Are you hearing the same thing?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've heard that all, all off season. I mean, and that's true. I mean, Vic Fangio. I think Vic's helping the Eagles out a little bit. I think he's been doing some work behind the scenes, helping teams out. Smart. I think Vic has helped Jonathan Gannon become a better defensive coordinator. So Vic's sitting out. You know, he sat out the year. He certainly wants to get back in, uh, and and he's going to get in anywhere he wants to go. And same thing with Sean. Now somebody's going to have to just somebody's going to have to satisfy the Saints because he just can't plop into a team. Right. They're going to have to give up draft picks. I don't know what the deal has been worked out for that, but there's going to have to be some form of compensation because he's still under a contract with the Saints. He's not a free, true total free agent.
4: Okay, well, busy day. I, I want to just quickly set this up, and we'll come back and discuss it. The other horrific weather condition, or the Bills at the Bears. Now, the Bills can wrap everything up as far as the division today with a win or a Miami loss tomorrow. Chicago... It's going to have a chance of flurries. Here's the deal: a high near 11 degrees, wind chill, wind chill values as low as minus 25, and 25 to 30 mile an hour winds there in Chicago.
1: Well, you say, why is this line 40 and the brownies are 32? And I think what the book is saying here that Allen or Fields will make a long run. I think that's what they're saying. The the running of the quarterbacks, right? The ability of those quarterbacks to make big runs is the reason why they think there'll be more points. They think this could be a 21-20 game. This could be a, you know, a a 24-17 game, right? You know, so I think that's what they're thinking because there is the ability for fields. We saw it last week against Philadelphia to take off and run. The weather conditions are going to be so brutal. And, And frankly... The Bills are going to have to play their, you know, they want to play nickel, but can they play nickel again? I mean, I don't think Fields is going to throw the ball very accurately. He doesn't throw it accurately to begin with in this weather.
4: Nice looking graphic there. Tremendous job as we roll along. I don't know. Do people still build fires? If you built the fire this morning, stoke the fire. Does Millie? Do you guys build fires back in Jersey?
1: Is this still a thing? We in have an electric fire, you know. But yeah, no
4: electric fire. I have it actually on YouTube. Gas. You know, I you g- put the gas. TV it's on, and then I put yeah. the fire on, and I say and hey, play some music. Why not? Excited Why to be not? here with you on a Christmas Eve. We're coming back with some news uh, on Jalen Hurts. Is that injury more serious?
1: You're listening to the Lombardi line on V Sin, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
4: Okay, the horse racing don't stop for Santa. Here are Jeff Siegel, of course, Express Bet handicapper Jeff Siegel's plays, both from Gulfstream down in Florida today. Uh, in. Uh, The first race at Gulfstream, he likes the eight-horse Fort Wilderness. It's a juicy eight-to-one price. And the seventh race at Gulfstream, Jeff has the number one horse. Hi, hello, how are you? Yep, that's the name on top at five to two. Bet those races and more at first bet. VEASAN's preferred horse racing app. Get 10 bucks free when you sign up right now. For the First Bet app, use the code HORSE200 for $10, and then you get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $200. It's the best. Go to vcin.com slash horses for more details. That's vcin.com slash horses for more details. It's a cold, bitterly cold, I say from Portland, Oregon, all the way to Portland, Maine, as wow. a historic cold front kind of blankets the country. Michael Lombardi, I'm Patrick Maher. This is Vison the sports Betting Network. I want to give a special shout Um Britain, Jeff, Jeremy, Chris, Andre, John Brown—all of them back at Circa working on Christmas Eve. We appreciate you. As we dive into eleven games today, we were just joking, Michael. It's just the best. I love how the NFL is just like, okay, we'll take Christmas Eve, we'll take Christmas this yeah. year from you, and you have your family down in Carolina, the early game, and then Mick and the crew, the late game with the Raiders tonight.
1: Well, wow, yeah, what scenery that'll be—the you know, the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Honoring Franco Harris, who tragically passed away earlier this week. Uh, You know, tremendous, tremendous night game. I mean, the pageantry will be, you know. One thing about these games, when you get two teams that haven't changed uniforms and they play, it's kind of a a nice walk down memory lane, if you will. And uh, even though the game was over at Three Rivers, this is now at, I think, it used to be Heinz Field. I'm not sure what it is anymore. But, uh, you know, it'll be a fun game to watch. I mean, Pittsburgh played really well last week. Pittsburgh played really well defensively, stopped the run. And Trubisky played really well. One of the best games I've seen Trubisky play. So this will be a challenge for the Raiders as they get going. You know, they have Waller back in the second game. They got Renfro back in the second game. They're going to have to get the lead in the game. I mean, if you're in-game betting this one tonight, I think when you study the Steelers, when they play from behind, they're not very good. But when they get the lead early, like they did last week, like they did in Atlanta – when they're able to get the lead early in games, they they play really well. They did it against Baltimore. That's how they beat Baltimore. They get those leads, and then they're able to go. They couldn't do it against Cincinnati, right? They couldn't do it against you know Miami. They played from behind, cost them. Philadelphia, they were behind the whole game. But that's going to be the key. In-game betting here, to me, would be the play. Uh, if that Steeler team gets the lead in the first quarter, I would say go for it.
4: Let's go ahead and throw the graphic up one more time, Britton. Great job with that. It's going to be bitterly cold, as you mentioned, in Pittsburgh. We can dive into this game. Of course, the 50-year anniversary, as you mentioned, the immaculate reception, Franco Harris, the untimely passing earlier this week. What's ironic about it, Michael, and sad is they're going to honor him today at the game. So obviously going to be high emotion there in Pittsburgh today. The game itself, I'm going to set you up on the number. I'd like to hear the Lombardi line. Vegas at Pittsburgh. You know, Vegas playing a little bit better. Pittsburgh, as you mentioned, I think you even said it, they dominated Carolina last week. I mean, yeah, that wasn't as was just close a hell of a score. coach.
1: Tremendous. Right, it wasn't now, as close remember, as the score. I mean, since the bye week, okay, since the bye week, Pittsburgh has only turned the ball over in the last six games. They've had five games without a turnover. And they turned the ball over three times against Baltimore. And, you know, and, and they were – you know, they were able to you – know, and they lost that game. That's why. Baltimore played from in front, and they turned it over. Trubisky had three bad turnovers in that game. But in every other game, in that, every other game, they haven't turned the ball over. Now, their defense doesn't create turnovers either. They, they've had at least six games this year where they didn't even create a turnover. I mean, T.J. Watt's not the same T.J. Watt. He's still injured. He's playing. Give him credit. But this is why I talk about you have to play from in front. When they play from in front, they're good and I think you've got to give them credit. Tomlin's a tremendous coach. The weather, I have this as a 2.5 game. I, I have no wiggle room in this at all. I think this is two teams. The Raiders, you know, they, did, they played well in the first half. Their offensive line kind of got beat up, and then the Patriots kind of dominated the second half until the final drive of the game. So it's going to require – there's a lot of throws to make in the game for Carr that are easy throws to make. They're, they're going to have to control the ball, throw to run.
4: Kenny Pickett under center for the Steelers. Most books have it two. Michael. I see DraftKings has Pittsburgh laying a point and a half. One of those games in the 30s due to, you know, obviously the weather is going to be freezing there. Some wind, 38 and a half on the total. Smash mouth. You expect, you know, it's almost fitting. Franco Harris is going to be honored. You expect to see Jacobs. You expect to see Harris. You expect to see a lot of running the football here.
1: Yeah, I do, but I also expect to see that to, 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 to attack Pittsburgh the right way is you've got to throw it a little bit. You know, last okay. week, Carolina, the one drive when they went down the field to tie the score at seven, they threw it, and they were able to throw it effectively. You've got to be able to throw the football effectively to, against them, and I think you can. But the problem is you've got to protect really well, and this is where the Raiders got into trouble last week when when Parnum got hurt, their starting guard. You know, when he went out of the game, their third-round pick this year, it, it really hurt them. And with Alec Bars being out, you know, he's been out with a knee injury since the Ram game. So they lost their two starting guards. They had to move Garza over to guard, who's typically a center, and then they, put in a, they, they had to put in a, a young player into the game last week that really wasn't ready to play, and that really affected them. So... It's going to be interesting to see how who plays, how this offensive line is configured, because the strength of the Steelers is still in their defensive front. It's not their linebackers, it's their front.
4: I have to ask you, so remember, Philly Gardner Minshew is starting for the Eagles today. A big ramifications, you can wrap up the division, wrap up the NFC essentially, at Dallas Dak Prescott looking to bounce back the pick, the loss in Jacksonville. So this number is four and a half. Remember before the announcement of Hertz's injury, Dallas was favored by two. We've seen the adjustment go all the way up to six. Michael, as you mentioned, we saw it come down to four yesterday. We're sitting four and a half circus sitting five on this one.
1: Yeah. It's kind of bounced between this four and a half and five and, you know, I think when you break the game down, you know, this is going to be a Philly's going to play a different way than they typically would. They like to run the ball. They like to run their quarterback. I think this will be a little bit more passing. You know, this is a game too now, Patrick. I know they're playing in Texas and you think, okay, well, the weather won't be a factor there. I mean, it's going to be in the low 30s. Now there's no wind in the game. So we're going to have a clean game. It's going to be a clean game in terms of that. So, you know, I I think that certainly helps both offenses. And look, Dallas has kind of got some injuries, there's no doubt. Parsons, they got the flu bug running through their team a little bit. Now, I'm sure Parsons is going to play. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But they have the flu bug going through it, and their secondary hasn't really been very healthy. That's been a concern. So the Eagles' offensive line is the strength of their team. If they can protect and give Minshew time, they will move the ball. I think Dallas will move the ball too. I think Dallas will move the ball on this. I, I see this game ticking over. The, it opened up at 50-and-a-half, and it ticked down to 47-and-a-half, and, a half and I, think, I think both teams will move the ball effectively.
4: Yeah, Diggs and Parsons, I misreported yesterday. I said doubtful. They're questionable. We expect them to give it a go, right? What do you expect? Right. No, before I get to Hurts, what do you expect from Minshew today? How will the play differ with Minshew under center for the Eagles?
1: So I think they'll be more of a rhythm passing game. They'll still run their RPO stuff, right, even though he's not a great run, He's not a runner. They'll still run their RPO stuff. They'll they'll be able to throw the ball more effectively. They'll still run their play-action passes, and they'll take advantage of a secondary that you have to take advantage of. I mean, you've got to be able to throw the football against Dallas. You've got to block first. It starts up front. Now, Vander Esch is out. That hurts them, Right. So Van Der Esch isn't, isn't going to play. they got Armstrong, who's with a, knee, with a knee injury. He's questionable to go today. And Parsons has got the flu. Now, we saw Parsons, when he tried to play against the Giants early in the season when he wasn't feeling good, he was still good. He wasn't great. That's going to be key to watching this game early. If you're, if you're watching this game by the fire, pay attention to Parsons. And if Parsons doesn't look like he's taking the game over, I think Philly can move the football on a secondary that you could make plays on.
4: As I mentioned, the Eagles can clinch the NFC East title and home field advantage with a win. It'll have to come out without Jalen Hurts, of course. The report Jalen Hurts could miss next week as well. What are you hearing on the injury there with Hurts in you that know, shoulder?
1: I, I was told, and I wrote about this on Monday after the news broke uh, for VEASAN.com online, and I said that there's a really good chance he's going to miss the Saints game. I wrote that on Monday, Tuesday morning, gotcha. excuse me. So, I, And so he's not going to play the Giant game, right? So there's no way he's playing the Giant game. So, you know, Minshew's going to have to bring home a win in one of the next two weeks. And I think he's very capable of doing that because they're going to have home field advantage all throughout it. I don't think that, that Minnesota's going to catch him, right? San Francisco's not going to catch him, And plus they have the tiebreaker with Minnesota anyway. So they're going to have home field advantage, and, and Hertz is going to get a good solid month to rest that shoulder.
4: Each of the last four meetings between the Eagles and the Cowboys have gone over the total. We've got a 32 in Cleveland, this total in Dallas is 47 and a half. It sounds like you were leaning towards the over a little bit earlier when discussing. It. I think
1: it's a 28-24 kind of game, Patrick. I think that's what ticks it over. 27-20, you know, 27-21, you know, there's 48, so that goes over. Remember, play the game in your head, right? Put the numbers on paper how you think it is because what this is one of the games where weather is not going to it's going to be cold like it was in Buffalo for three quarters but it's not going to be there's no wind so both teams will move the football.
4: Your number on this one the Eagles Cowboys I know it's going to be a little different your number came with Hurts right. what's your number on this one
1: I had this is I had this is three point two seven. And I factored in Minshew in that. So it's it's a little bit of adjusted number. The hottest
4: team in the NFL right now, the most heavily bet team over at BetMGM, Honolulu Blue and Silver. They're in Carolina. That's next, the Lions.
3: You're listening to the Lombardi
1: Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
4: Okay, it's the holiday season, and VEASAN is hooking you up. Of course, 79 bucks right now, only during the holidays. You're going to get everything we offer and become a pro through March Madness. So think about that. You get Lombardi's Look Ahead. You get Lombardi's exclusive articles. You get every single pick that is made, whether by host or experts on the channel. We email them to you. You get all the betting guides. It's all there for 79 bucks. And if you sign up right now, you get a $20 credit to the VEASAN online store. Go pick up a hat, a mug. Why not? com slash subscribe. Become a VEASAN pro. That's com slash subscribe. As we welcome you back, the crew back at Circa doing a great job. Britain and crew. Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. Merry Christmas. Be safe out there. If you're on the road, some of these videos popping up of these accidents make you literally just stay home, stay warm. Yeah. Bet on a couple of football games and enjoy yourself today, right? Because it's nasty Yeah, you don't out have to
1: right go now. anywhere, right? I mean, there's nowhere to go. If you don't have to be anywhere, you know, if you say you're going to be somewhere, just be there, right? That's the best way to be.
4: 100%. And your family, half of your family, Matt and the crew, are going to be down in Carolina hosting the red-hot Detroit Lions, winners of six of seven. But let's be fair. Carolina in a playoff push here as well because that division is so bad. It's so interesting because BetMGM is reporting the most heavily bet team as far as tickets is the Detroit Lions this week. The most heavily bet team as far as money is the Detroit Lions, Michael Lombardi. Yet this number was three and has dipped down below that key number to two and a half with the Lions laying it.
1: You know, and this is a game that I'm kind of – Sideways on on my power rankings. I mean, my my game codes and my power rankings say obviously because of my son being at Carolina, I'm not touching the game, but we're recommending the game. But all my variables say that that this is a small number. Like I thought the number would have tricked to three and a half to four, because I'm almost closer to five in this game. So you know, to me, this is somewhat surprising that there's so much money and juice coming in on on Carolina. Uh, excuse me, on Detroit and the line's not moving. We're in, not only are we not in a a line freeze, we're kind of in a reverse line movement, right? And so that's what tells you what's going on here. You know, the matchup, everybody talks about Carolina's defense being, you know, they're really a good defense and people are very complimentary towards it. And there are times when they do play really good defense. But there are times when they don't play very good defense, and last week was one of those times, and they struggled to cover. I mean, J.C. Horn is an elite player. There's no denying this, right? J.C. Horn is a completely elite player, but they have problems when the game goes to the other side, when they have to cover, you know, when they have to – when if they get into a man-to-man game and, the, and they have to – their other corners, whether it's Henderson, you know, they have a hard time covering. And teams just attack him. I mean, last week, you know, uh, Keith Taylor Jr., 28, he got attacked all over the field. And this matchup, this matchup doesn't really favor Carolina in the secondary. I mean, Horn can take out one guy, but he can't take them all out. So Henderson's going to have to guard someone. And Taylor's going to have to guard someone, and they're going to have to get pressure on the passer, and that's not something that they do. I mean, they're 32nd in third down defense in terms of converting third. Down, it's not. It's not the percentage of third down. It's how many times a game does the opponent convert third downs. They're 32nd in that category. You know, so and they're 20 and they're 20. Excuse me, they're 28th in that category. They're 26th in third down. Excuse me, in, in, in sacks per play. So they, don't really, they haven't been able to rush the pass. I mean, Brian Burns didn't get near the quarterback last week. So I, I think it's an issue, and, and they've got to play well. Detroit can run the ball, too. And what yes. happened last week was Pittsburgh attacked the edges of this Carolina defense. Burns is not a big guy. Gross Mattis isn't a big guy. you know, And so they got out-physicaled on the edges, and then it opened up the passing game.
4: Detroit ranks 14th in the league in rushing with 126. Listen, the kid Colin plays Ben Johnson is doing a tremendous job and kind of saving Mr. Campbell there with the kneecaps and the caffeine. One thing I right. will say, just I'll, I'll simplify it, Michael, you know, Detroit can handle the blitz. Carolina can't. That could be a difference here because that high powered Detroit offense. They've been tremendous against the blitz as well.
1: Yeah, I, and this is kind of an unknown factor in this game, but when you this week I was doing work on Ben Johnson and and understanding kind of where he's come from and and so the line might be moving back to Carolina for this reason. That this is a Saints offense that they're running in the uh, in Detroit. It's pure Now, that's where Campbell came from, but Johnson knows it too. So they're running the Saints offense and Carolina knows that offense. They have played it many times. They understand it. They know how to attack the protections. All those things. So that does that that does lend into the handicap here, and maybe that's what's why people are, are are doing things outside the norm, which is betting Carolina.
4: It's going to be cold. Temperatures in the 20s. 10 mile an hour winds. Good thing I think Matt's going to be up in the booth, so he's not going to be yeah. as cold as those coaches down on the field. Uh, Well, but those coaches on the
1: field, they all have, you know, the one good, like I said at the beginning of the show, they all have, I mean, these equipment guys do an incredible job of making sure the coaches are warm without having to go to the heater. Now, I think the real issue here is, is the, you know, I mean, you got Sean Hockley, you're going to get a lot of penalties called in the game and that's going to be a problem. And Carolina can't give up five first downs by penalty. If that happens, they're not going to win the game. They're going to have to get it, take some advantage. H- Hockley is going to call penalties. I mean, that's that's been – he's in the top three of the season in terms of calling penalties, and he doesn't miss one. I mean, he's not missing one at all, so he's going to call them. The numbers are wild
4: for a Detroit Lion fan like myself. Detroit has covered in seven straight games. That's their longest single-season cover streak in the Super Bowl era. I laugh because this has just been – uh, such a terrible franchise. The Lions have won and covered three straight road games, which is interesting as well as they had on the road. What, what have you seen? You, you mentioned Johnson, who's done a tremendous job calling the plays, but also a little turnaround on defense for this Detroit Lions team who were historically bad to start the season
1: and have gotten pretty good. They really have improved. And, and what they've done, Patrick, is they've gone from being a team that was uh, trying to play bait. They were not fast, as you know. From the Matt Patricia era, no. they were really slow on defense. And so they've improved their speed on defense, right? So they've gotten better. They, they've gotten better. And then by improving their speed, they went to a nickel front. They play more nickel constantly now, a little bit like in the Buffalo vein, right? So they're playing a lot more nickel. They're trying to just match, get more fast guys on the field. And they've been able. This James Houston kid, who they drafted in the sixth round, has been a really good player to go along with Hutchinson, right? And so they get a faster, they get faster linebackers on the field, and they've been able to hold up fairly decently at corner. You know, they're not great at corner at all. I mean, Akuda's not an elite corner, even though he's picked mm-hmm. so high but they've been able to generate some pass rush. They've gotten some speed onto the field, and it's helped them. It really has. It's given them a chance to, to turn the ball over, which they've done a great job of turning this thing over now. I mean, they have been very good. There is so far ahead in the turnover takeaway. If you just take the Dallas game out, right, they've only turned the ball over three times since Dallas, and they've lost two games in that three times. They turned it over twice against Buffalo, and they turned it over once against Green Bay. Meanwhile, they have been able to turn the ball over at an unridiculous at a ridiculous rate. I mean, they've had they're plus 10 in turnover takeaway in the last in those last six weeks. So, they've been great at doing that and that's tribute to their defense. Now, it doesn't show up as quickly. They're 29th in red zone defense, they're 31st in third down defense percentage. They're 31st in percentage of third down defense, right? But they're able to get off the field because they've been able to get some pressure and they've been playing much better pass defense over the last six weeks.
4: Yes, but the Christmas present that came via a trade with the Rams is Jared Goff, Michael Lombardi. Yeah. He, By the way, just to be clear, Jared Goff is in your top five quarterbacks playing on the planet right now. This guy who I killed earlier this year, he has gone four straight games with 35-plus attempts and no picks. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. He's playing great.
1: I mean, the fact is he should be in the Pro Bowl, but he's not. But if he would have had the Sean McVay touch he would have gone to the Pro Bowl. His numbers this year are outstanding. They are as good as any time when he played in Los Angeles. His offensive skill is really good. He's able to get the ball. I mean, he's improved. Last year he was at 6.6 yards per play. He's up to 7.5. I mean, last year, he's, never, he's always been good at protecting the football. You know, he's always been good there. And, you know, he's increased his touchdown percentage. He's up to 4.8. Last year it was 3.8. Now, at the height of the Rams, he was at 5.9, but he's been very good. Two fourth-quarter comebacks, two game-winning drives. He's been able to throw at a 65% completion. Meanwhile, we know that our man Zach Wilson's at 55. So he's done a great job. They protected him. I mean, that's the key, too, right? His protection sack percentage is at an all-time low. I mean, he's at 3.8. When he was in Los Angeles, it was 5.056.
4: Got some breaking news for you. Did you hear Michael Lombardi that the Lions play hard every single week for Dan Campbell? And let's give Steve Wilks some credit. His team plays hard. I think he deserves yeah. another shot there down oh, in Carolina. I, I, I think he keeps I that would job. be very
1: disappointed if they didn't give Steve the job. I mean, he's done every he's made this very competitive. They the players are bought in. This will be a big moment. You know, they got embarrassed last week at home. This will be a big moment. They got pushed around last week. So, they need to come out and play well for him.
4: Got a raw deal down in Arizona, Steve Wilkes, where it's imploding right now. So maybe not his fault. Great job with the graphics again. Uh, But Steve Wilkes, I think he should be back next year. And Dan Campbell hasn't won a ton of games. He covers pretty much every game as Detroit Lions head coach. And again, they've won six of seven, making a playoff push. We don't hear that very often in the great state of Michigan. When we come back, Mississippi, it's a great state. Carl Johnson, Jick Jack joins us.
1: Into the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher.
4: Okay, Happy Holidays as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line. Twelve days of giveaways. Sign in to redeem your daily giveaway. So December fourteenth through the twenty fifth, over at BetMGM. They've got a great promotion going on right now. Go find out. It's 12 Days of Giveaways, betmgm.com, or download the newly reconfigured BetMGM app. Again, the 12 Days of Giveaways. It's a great deal over at BetMGM. You've got to be 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER, if you have an issue. Well, like we said, a cold front across the country, even down in the bayou. Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher here. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. We're going to head down to the Beau Revage. Uh, the race and sports book director is our man with the Christmas spirits, and that is Jick-Jack Johnson. How's the weather down there, Carl?
3: Ooh, it's cold, man. I mean, it is cold. Look, I was, I was telling you guys earlier, look, these, these rednecks don't <laughs> handle this cold weather real good, man. It's uh. freezing.
4: <laughs> I love it. I well, love well, happy it. holidays and Merry Christmas to you, Carl. It's nice to talk to you on a Christmas Eve. We were talking about the NFL completely blanketing the weekend like the weather as we've got eleven football games today. Who's getting hit down at the bow? Let's start there. Who's getting heavily hit? Is it the Lions? Are they laying the two and a half?
3: Uh yeah, they are. I mean, uh looking, they've been uh they they've been look, they've been hitting the Lions every week. I mean, you know, the Lions have seen to uh, seem to become uh, you know, uh, America's second favorite team. You know, I guess uh, I guess uh, the show uh, Hard Knocks with Dan Campbell, I guess that helped that. But the, the Lions have been one of the most heavily bet teams this year. Uh, I mean, we opened here at three, uh, 44 and a half. Uh, we're at two and a half now uh, and 43 and a half. Uh, here, Lions getting uh, almost 70% of the money and about 85% of the ticket count. Wow,
1: and yet the lines moving towards <laughs> towards the Panthers. Yeah. Explain this to me.
3: Yeah, you're right, Mike. It's a little reverse line movement. Uh, you know, I know this. I know the, uh, uh, the the Panthers were on the sharp report this week. They uh, they're getting some sharp money bet. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what it is. I mean, it's uh, it's a little reverse line movement.
1: Yeah, but just be careful with that. They were on that sharp report last week. Remember?
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're exactly right.
1: So
4: there's plenty to do. Backup quarterbacks, we mentioned the weather. I'm going to give the bad weather games because we've got a historically, not historically, but a low total, the lowest in the NFL since 2008 there in Cleveland, Carl. I've got 32. I've got Cleveland Lane 3 hosting the Saints. Where are you at?
3: Yeah, opened here three and thirty-three. Uh right now we're at we're still at uh we're still at three and thirty-two and a half now on that total. And I think that total had gotten down to thirty-two here. Uh but uh Brown's getting seventy uh, percent of the money, seventy percent of the tickets, uh eight degrees. Um, my number on this game was Brown's four and a half. Uh, so you know this is gonna be uh this is gonna be interesting. Uh, like like you guys were talking about earlier. Uh, I mean, you know, how many points can these teams score here?
1: Yeah, it, it's so cold. It's going to be just challenging. I mean, you know, when you take away the kicker, like like tonight in Pittsburgh, you know, the strength of the Raiders is they're kickers. They're, they have two of the best kickers in football, right? You know, yeah. Carlson makes kicks. You know, Cole's a great punter. But they're going to get neutralized with the wind and the cold. So that, that's an event. Baltimore is going to get neutralized with their great Kirker A coup for Atlanta has been really good. So, you know, when you get into the handicap of this, and, and Cleveland's kicking game is is good, you know, inconsistent. But, you know, can the Saints have not been great? Will Lutz has missed a lot of kicks with a dome.
3: Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and the only thing that I can relate to, you know, handling a football or kicking a football in this, in this cold weather is – my experience hitting a golf ball. I mean, you know, you just, that thing goes about a third of the distance that it would normally go. I mean, it's almost impossible to get around. Uh, you know, so yeah, this is going to be tough and you're right. You're eliminating special teams here on a lot of these games.
4: Jip Jack in the Santa hat here on the Lombardi line. You were talking during the break that you've been impressed with Purdy there in San Francisco. Washington needs this one Carl this number got all the way up to San Francisco seven but it looks like we've dipped below that key number with the commanders trying to make a playoff push here
3: yeah and, you know this is so this is gonna be a 62 degree uh game you know it's gonna be like a heat wave we opened here uh 49 or seven 39 and a half uh it has trickled down a little bit six and a half I think at one time we did hit six uh, but we're at six and a half 37 and a half. Uh, 49ers getting a little bit of the money, 60% of the money, uh, and they're getting a ticket count at 65%. I
1: I just have a hard time. Look, I think seven's a lot of points. I mean, I had this as an eight-point game. But Leno, the left tackle for Washington, hasn't played well. The right tackle, Lucas, isn't a very good player. Their their offensive line really struggles. And when they do that, you know, against this front of San Francisco, who gets Kinlaw back this week? You know, Kinlaw comes back, and – you know, now we're going to see how good Washington is on defense. Their front's good. Can they put pressure on Purdy and create problems? And can they handle this all the misdirection that Kyle likes to do with his offense? To me, I don't know how Taylor Heineke really is going to move the football. I, I think, to me, at some point, they might have to go back to Wentz.
3: Yeah, I, that's a good point, Mike. Yeah, you, you know, when I, when I first looked at this game, uh, you know, I, I've been impressed with Washington's defense. I am impressed with this kid, uh, uh, Brock. Uh, you know, I I think we'll see a bunch of screen passes. We'll see if they can run the football against this Washington front. Uh, so this is going to be interesting, and I'm kind of leaning a little bit as one of my plays for the week. I like the under in this one.
4: There you go. We love it, Carl. It's going to be single digits in Kansas City today. Wind chill well below zero. Seattle's in town. I got KC laying 10, an elevated total of 50.5 there, Carl. What do you have?
3: Uh, yeah, so we opened here uh, Chiefs nine and a half, forty eight and a half. Yeah, thirteen degree temperature, I guess, is what I'm showing. Uh, we're at uh, ten and forty nine and a half right now. Uh, you know, I, I know the, uh, the the Chiefs were bet uh, with sharp money earlier in the week. Um, so yeah, we're gonna see if they uh, if they get it rolling against Seattle here. Um, I, I kind of look for this to be a close football game, though. Just my opinion.
1: I think it has to be, right? This is Seattle's last stand. And the one thing I will say, Seattle has the, the receivers, Goodwin, D.K. Metcalf, they won't have Lockett, but they have receivers to give these corners for Kansas City who want to play man-to-man. They want to kind of get up in your grill to give them trouble. you know. And, and I think because of that, I think Geno will make a lot of good throws. He's very accurate with the football. Now, can Seattle stop? the MVP and Patrick Mahomes and that's going to be the biggest challenge. I think that's going to be hard. They've protected the ball. Last week they fumbled it. That game should not have been close last week.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, one of the things that i noticed about Seattle this year, uh, you know, no nobody gave them, you know, I think they they've met uh, or went over everybody's expectations, but it just seems like that's one of the teams that have they've played inside their lane this year. They've they they they've, they've played with what they're they can do. Um, So and I think that's what's kept them in a lot of football games. So uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see. I mean, they are going against uh, one of the better, if not the best, offensive uh, minds in the game. So we'll we'll see if they can't keep it close.
4: No disrespect for our Masson audience, but who's laying six and a half with Tyler Huntley, who's banged up today in Baltimore? I understand it's Atlanta and Ritter, but I've got six and a half. We actually got to seven and a half earlier this week where he's sitting Falcons-Ravens, Carl.
3: Yeah, we opened here 737 and a half. Uh 17 degrees is what I'm showing. We're down to 6 and a half, 34 and a half. Uh, yeah, to me this is a lot of points. I mean, uh you know, and it yes. wouldn't surprise me if the Falcons don't win the game outright. So that that's the way I'm looking at this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, the Falcons look they know who they are. You talk about it, they know who they are. They they're going to run the ball. They're <laughs> going to they're going to try to slow the game down and they're going to try to get it to the fourth quarter in a one-score game. And Baltimore, they got they, they got to be able to run the ball. Can Huntley throw it with the wind and all the things that go on, and you lose your best kicker? I mean, if Atlanta protects the football, I think it'll be a close game. Yeah, Carl that Johnson. Total... Oh, please, Carl, uh, please.
3: Yeah, no, I was just going to say, you know, the uh, one of the biggest movements that we had is that total open at 37.5, now down to 34.5, so – um, I, I think it's uh, I think it's leaning towards uh Falcons uh w- with the points here.
4: Christmas traditions for old Jick Jack. What are we doing today? Christmas Eve with the family. What what's yeah. what's on what's on the docket? Not just the menu, but give me some traditions there with old Jick Jack.
3: Yes. Yeah, so I mean we we'll open presents tonight. We uh we put a Mississippi pot roast in the crock pot this morning. <laughs> uh you know, it's uh look dude, this is, this is my favorite holiday. It's got three of the greatest things that I like. I like uh, smiling faces on kids, food and drink, and we got some football. So uh, this, this meets all the criteria for me. I love it.
4: Love it. Hey, Michael Lombardi, do you know what's in a Mississippi pot roast?
1: No, I have no idea. I just assume it's made in Mississippi. I have no idea what separates it.
3: What's in a
4: Mississippi pot
3: roast, Carl? Yeah, so it's a roast, you know. We got some potatoes in there. We got some, uh, 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 not corn, uh, uh, we got some uh, carrots in there. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you got peppercorn uh, seasoning. Uh, They put it over rice, man. Get you a loaf of bread and just go to town.
4: Well, Merry Christmas. Enjoy the pot roast. The Beau Ravage, Carl Johnson, thank you very much. You said smiling faces. We've got one coming up next. That's Matt Humans.